What? Banking crisis? What banking crisis? If you give the largest bank in the world a couple billion dollars for basically nothing, how do you think their earnings are going to be? Well, we'll check out JP Morgan, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citigroup. Those are earnings. UNH gets pounded. That's rebounding. It's an earnings Friday here on Pre-Market Prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Okay, investors, here we are on Friday, really the first big day of earnings seasons. S&P's up near the high of the move, up six handles at 54549.50, bucks still under par, flat on the day, 99.44. Bonds down a few ticks, just under 127. Crude, basically flat, trading just under 77. Gold having a good week, down 60 cents in 1963.30. Silver up 3 cents at 24.80. And Bitcoin giving back a little bit from yesterday's robust gains, down $500 at 31.425. 32K still looming large. Uh, so, Dennis, I, I want you to do some math for me. Um, as I mentioned, J.P. Morgan, uh, you know, got got some money from, uh, I believe, uh, uh, First Republic. Their net interest income jumped twenty one point nine billion, or forty four percent, thirty eight percent if you exclude First Republic. They expect net interest income of about eighty seven billion dollars. J.B. Diamond says the U.S. economy continues to be resilient. Should I sell my J.P. Morgan on this? Can it get any better than this for an earnings report i don't know it's making new highs so i'm never a big fan of stocks making new <laughs> highs but the report was really good i mean the valuation of jp morgan's 10 times earning it's best of breed it's very hard to just come in here and say yep this is the top i mean every time we try to call a top in anything it seems like in 2023 the stocks just go higher so yeah. okay i'm not telling you to sell your jp Okay. All right. Well, I picked it up during that the banking crisis. So you're long, uh, J.P. Morgan, even though you didn't let me buy it way back when it was thirty dollars during the whale trade. Exactly. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, let... Don't buy it at thirty. You're gonna get it at twenty-eight. Here That's is one hundred and fifty-two, and I don't think I have a chance. I think that's so long ago that I don't even know if it's on the chart. It was when we first started the show. Oh, and so I, I complained about That's it on the show there, to you for the next 10 years. Uh, I've never forgiven you really for it. Uh, I'm let's like, go. I really want to buy it, Joel. I called him up and I was like, this J.P. Morgan is with the guys. World trade. I was just like trying to make it sixty to, to like twenty-eight, and I'm like, you know, they're Jamie Diamonds. You know, they're going to figure this out eventually. This story is going to turn around. And Joel's like, yeah, but look at the support. That thirty is like your support. It's twenty-eight bucks. That's your number. I was like, okay. I won't buy it at 30. I'll wait for the 28. <laughs> and here you we are 10 years later, and it's $152 and all those dividends on top of it. And I'm like, Joel, you cost me big time on that one. <laughs> you know what it was? It was back in December of 2011. And uh, it made a lot of years ago. It might have been before we started the show. Then. Well, it would the previous day. It was in the, the, the November low of 2011 is what I was focusing on. 28, 28. Oh. <laughs> and the low was 30.03. So you don't know if you would have gotten 30 because the low in December of 2011 was 30.03. But people don't want to hear about our long-term I always investment. go 30.05. I always go in front oh, of Oh, you would have gotten nickel. it. You would, so you I would have got it. You would have. Or, or maybe Citadel would have got it on me. Actually, I remember you said, well, there's huge size at 30. I'm going to lean on that for the next 12 years. 
<laughs> All right. Should All we right, take a bitch, quick look at Citigroup? Right. Should we take a quick look at Citigroup as they came out at 801 here? Um, well, let's finish so... out with JP Morgan, do the okay. price action, and then move on to the other ones. Yeah, I was wondering if City was going to get the run on us because I've seen it do it before. Uh, but let's get to it. Let's numbers here. JP Morgan Chase, they reported a strong Q2 result with adjusted earnings per share at 437, beating the estimate of 399. Sales came in at 41.3 billion. While managed revenues reached 42.4 billion, both exceeding estimates. However, it's worth noting that the average deposits were down 6%, despite a 13% increase in average loans. Um, so that just shows that the deposits did go yeah. down. And that's kind of normal, right? In this environment, for kind of deposits to go down, that just kind of shows us, right, that there's else. There's other places to get the yield, right? And that's what's going on here, I think. Well, what, but the deposits are going down at City. Didn't JP Morgan say their deposits were down too? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I was talking well, about where JP the hell is all there. of it going? Bitcoin? Um, I think it's going into like these bigger savings accounts that you can get, you know, five percent, you know. And they don't count those. In, I don't know how they. They do don't it. count those in those. They don't in, count in those that deposits. as deposits when they move it into a higher. I guess they're moving them then to bonds and bonds and treasuries, treasuries and, and stuff into this deposits now. So that's not counted as a deposit if they hold it as a treasury at the same bank. Yeah, it's no longer sitting in the checking account. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense. I've moved Getting all my 0. money. 1%. I had all my money just sitting in the checking accounts and I like keep like nothing there. They keep saying, you know, I got to keep like I write a check and I got to go make sure it's OK there because <laughs> I don't keep anything in my checking account anymore because you get five percent, you know, and kicking around at these, you know, just. In, in different places all over the place. So in short-term money. So, okay. Well, that makes sense then. 154.50 is your pre-market high. I, mm, man, just knowing the way JP Morgan's traded in the past, that is going to be a good number. Nothing on the uh, the uh, dailies or monthlies. Next monthly high doesn't come in to 159.03. But I just wonder if this is going to pull a delta on us. I mean that Delta was Delta. It had a big run in the earning. Yeah, that's the that's the only thing in that. Like I said, I'm, it, you know, if I was in there for a trade, a scalp or something, intermediate trade, mm, boy oh boy oh boy, I'd be I'd be licking my chops at even like 150. I'd just be like 153. Oh, that's good enough for me. Boom, I'm out. But uh, we'll see what happens in the regular session. I mean, the Delta was your classic buy on rumor, sell on news. I mean, the thing went from 35 to 50, again, because the CEO was on CNBC, I felt like three or four times in the last month telling him how good he was doing. So we all knew it. So eventually, and the algos buy because they're too stupid to figure it out that he's already been on CNBC. They just see, you know, beat, beat, raise. They automatically buy. The smart humans win here because they're selling into that. We talked about it. And the people who are listening to pre-market prep you know, we're talking, we were talking about that yesterday. That I mean, how the hell was this not all priced in? Well, it was. And that's why I went down. And, you know, you get people calling you afterwards and saying, what's wrong with Delta? They beat, beat, raised. Why in the hell is it down? I don't understand. Well, 35 to 50. I mean, <laughs> now JP Morgan has not done that. The banks are not up nearly that. In the last month, it went from 140 to 148. So it's not like, you know, everybody knew JP Morgan was going to kill it. You know, you think, you know, JP Morgan's going to kill it, but you don't know for sure. So it's kind of not the same, but at the same time, there's been some profit taking on earnings on good numbers. And we've seen this historically with the banks, Joel, over quarters uh -huh. upon quarters upon uh -huh. quarters. And uh -huh. the banks come out, they beat, they all pop. And then when the dust settles, they're all down. I mean, there's no AI story here. There's none of that. So I'm not chasing them. Oh, no, no, no. All right. Now let's move on to Wells Fargo as they've beaten expectations in Q2 with earnings per share of $1.25, surpassing the estimate of $1.15. Sales also expect beating the expectations here of $20.53 billion, beating the estimate of $20.07. So uh, Wells Fargo. That still has a little room to maybe get towards resistance. Well, and Wells Fargo has been, you know, not JP Morgan making new all-time highs. I mean, exactly. you're talking about a stock significantly off of its highs. I don't even think it's making a new 50 or 2023 high. So Nope. Nope. 45, and then you get 47 resistance. Nah, I'm not chasing this one either. 
Uh, we'll see where they can open this. 620,000 shares of trade. It traded up a buck 66. I just would lean. I mean, if you're looking for targets, 45.80 is your pre-market high. Probably, I don't know if this thing could. Well, now it's at 45.35. You know, well, let, let's see what happens uh, with, you know, more liquidity coming in. But, man, if this thing opened up over 46, you would have, or at near 46, you have to be licking your chops. I think it's going to have a hard time even opening at the, this current level. Uh, nothing on the dailies except your next daily high. Let's see if I can find, ooh, if you really want to hold out for something juicy, 46.27 was your May 23rd high, and as Dennis said, we're not, we're nowhere near that. Well, I would say nowhere near. High for the year, 48.84 in February. Okay, let's bring us to Citigroup now. They just reported at 801 there and looks like EPS came in at a dollar thirty-three, beats the dollar thirty estimate. Sales of nineteen point four billion beat the nineteen point two seven billion estimate. City a little pop there on the number, but then yeah. pulled back really quickly here. What do you guys JP think Morgan, about this setup? Best of breed, city worst of breed. That's just what it is. And it's been disappointing for a long time. I mean, this is a stock where if you bought it back during the financial crisis, you're basically up nothing. I mean, how many years? Go back on your charts and we can go to the okay. long-term charts. This has got to be one of the dogs of all dogs. <laughs> and, you know, people will look and say, oh, yeah, you know, it's six times earnings or seven times earnings. I mean, it's just sometimes just about, you know, what have you done for me? And this has just been dead money. Good Lord. That's Good, no, exactly. <laughs> Like this is your long-term chart. So during the financial crisis, we know it lost basically 98% of its value. They diluted the hell out of it and it never came back. There you are, 2009, we bounced up to 47. Here we are, 14 years later, it's still at 47. People keep telling me this is a value stock, except your value never goes higher. So does it have pops in there? Sure. Is there trades in there? Sure. Can you day trade it and pair trade it as a day trader, a swing trader? Absolutely. Do I invest in Citigroup? No, thank you. Because for 14 years, it's done nothing. And the, and the years before that, you just lost money. So because you lost 98% of it during the financial crisis and it never came back. People stopped saying it came back. It never came back. All right. Is one ugly chart. All right, I'm just gonna. Oh man, and the Dennis, Dennis is Dennis line would be here. If you're buying <laughs> Look at this, JP Morgan against it on the long term, just to give you perspective of a good run company and a poor run company. So go to Citigroup. That's your long term Citigroup. Go to JP Morgan. Your long term chart of JP Morgan, where Citigroup's down 98 percent since 2008. JP Morgan, alternatively, um, just get rid of the Citigroup chart. Don't you have to put? Or you can try to be fancy here if you want, but I would just. You know, we can remember what the Citigroup chart looked like. Okay. It looked like a disaster. You can see alternatively here, JP Morgan since 2008 is up 300%. So 2008, Citigroup's down 95%, and JP Morgan's up 300%. There's no doubt who the best of breed here is. I would continue. If I own any bank, it's going to be JP Morgan. That's yeah. what well, I was thinking during the banking crisis that I, you know, I needed, I had very little exposure to it. And I figured, well, you know, what, why don't you go to the best? Now, I also did buy some Co America, some Key. We all know I took a, a little haircut on the First Republic. I'm glad I got out of that one. Uh, but, you know, overall, you know, you talk about when you're doing your long-term investing, you know, buying buying weakness. Well, there was certainly weakness in the banking sector there. And uh, so far, everything's turning out okay. J.P. Morgan uh, having a great day so far. So we'll see if the rally continues. I just, I can't, there are absolutely no guarantees of anything ever in the markets. But I wish I could do a, I had a chat GPT AI that would say, man, when JP Morgan opens up 428, how many times does it like at one point in a session, maybe only be up two bucks or a buck? I doubt it will go to the top of yesterday's range, but uh, pretty convicted here on the JPM. Not to chase. Correct. That's the what? best way to put it. I ain't buying it. To chase or not to chase, not to chase is our, That's our, a good what way to we're put thinking it. anyways. 
BlackRock, the investment management giant, posting earnings per share of $9.28 for Q2, beating the estimate of $8.46. However, sales slightly missed the expectation here at $4.46 billion. On a positive note, BlackRock did experience net inflows of $80.16 billion during the quarter. That's where all the JP Morgan money is going to BlackRock. <laughs> it's run up $60 into the report. It ran up 60 points. It ran up 10% in five days. Just to give you perspective, this stock moves 10% in a year most of the time. It ran up 10% in five days into this report. We talk about the alpha extraction from owning stocks ahead of the reports. Holy mackerel, you just killed it if you did that on BlackRock. And what did they do? The bar was set so high. That's very, very difficult to get over that bar. Sometimes the markets just trade by the playbook. And this is one that just traded by the playbook. Up ridiculously ahead of the announcement. They announced. The announcement's fine. But they're down on it because there simply was too high of expectations. Ah, boy, oh, boy. It's always tough doing uh, doing technicals on $700 stocks. But uh, I would just maybe... if. You wanted to try and pick this up on the cheap. Uh 711. Good old 711, 710.99. I did not. I did not go off no. for Slurpy did Day. That, that, that would fill no. the gap. Former, former 711 employee did not no, go and no. see your old buddies. No, did not. Did not go for the, all right, all right. the slurps. We're opening at yesterday's low. I will say that. Uh right here at yesterday's <laughs> low. So next next target on the downside, seven. 1865 SPs just stuck up, made a new high for the move, 52 and a quarter. Yesterday's high, 5150. Your next daily high, and I'm, you guys have to believe me, is like in the 4700. Because I don't, I can't remember what happened in April of 22 when we came down, but that's your next daily high in the S and P. So it's gonna be hard. When I say it's hard to give resistance, it's it's hard to give resistance. Let's go to UNH here. Uh, United mm. Health Group, one of the leading healthcare companies, reported adjusted earnings per share of $6.14, surpassing the estimate of $6.01. Sales of Q2 came in at $92.9 billion, beating the estimate of $91. But that looks very head and top here, even at oh, 550s. So uh, I don't know. This on is the monthlies, tough. the monthly I see a, a head and shoulder, oh. not what you want to see there on a monthly. Ah, the opposite, man. true. This thing's straight down into the report. Exactly. Even, even fast money, the options. Oh, yeah, they're, they're buying puts and they're thinking this is going to go much lower <laughs> here on the thing. They're they're usually wrong. So it's pops 14 bucks on it. So all the people who bought those puts wrong again. So we'll take those people off, you know, and, and make sure they don't make any money. And then probably at the expiration today, maybe the things continues to leak after that. So I'd still sell the pop. Uh, this this and Humana have been under extreme selling pressure as of late. So this to me, this looks like a relief pop. Uh, there was uh, let's see, yesterday's high was much lower, but your two day high. Your three-day die and your four-day high are right there, 464. You popped up to 466. You've leaked four bucks. I don't think you're getting back up there, but uh, bam, just a pop after. I mean, people got smoked the last two days in this thing. So they'll be like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm cutting my losses on this one. All right, let's keep it going. We got a lot to talk about today, so um, we can go to the cryptocurrency market. Let's continue as we see positive momentum. Um, stocks such as Coinbase, Riot, Mara, uh, MicroStrategy, Hut, Hive, all experiencing a liftoff as of late. Of course, Bitcoin really taking off. And then additionally, um, we did get kind of cryptocurrency news was XRP price nearly doubling following Ripple's recent legal win against the USSEC. Um, could this continue the hot cryptocurrency market and continue these stocks? Um, wow. Let's go to Coinbase and let's just talk that move yesterday. Who downgraded it? Was it Barclays? Yeah, I remember. I was seeing. I was somebody like, downgraded I that, that stock, in the like, morning. Someone's getting fired. That's <laughs> gotta be There's no the way, absolute man. the worst, worst downgrade in the history since we have done this show. I don't think I've ever seen somebody come with a downgrade and say Who sell it. it and the stock oh. opens at the low 
and then rallies 25% in one day. That has got to be the worst call in the history of analysts almost. I've never seen something like that. So, wow, Barclays. what a horrible call. Sorry, who was that analyst from Barclays? It was Barclays. I got, we, I got we, won't call, we won't even call your name out because it was Benjamin such a Buttish. No, I will Benjamin. put him out there. I'll put him out there. Benjamin that, Buttish downgraded it Benjamin from Buttons? 70 to 61. I don't think it went Here to 61. <laughs> wow. And, and yeah. Kathy sold uh, two days ago. Bad luck but... for sure, Robo. Robo saying it's bad luck. Bad luck for sure. Bad timing. Like, I mean, that's just the worst time when you get news comes out and you've downgraded it. But holy mackerel. <laughs> that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kathy sold some a few days before. You know, Dennis, I think, Mitch, I think we need to set some servers up near all the major courthouses. And just be that's where we co-locate because that's the courts, it seems of you know, the Microsoft Activision deal, uh, you know, this uh um uh, uh you know ripple thing. I mean, the courts, man, these rulings are coming out and they're just moving yeah. the market. Huge day for Coinbase yesterday, pulling back with Bitcoin a little bit today. I, I don't I have no idea where support is. I would say I would keep an eye really close eye on that close from yesterday at 107. And I use that as a potential resistance. I don't know about the 109.21, if it could get back up there uh, with uh, with Bitcoin in the red by 535. But uh, 107, good number there for Coinbase. And it's been running ahead. I mean, this you talk about runs. This thing has doubled since June. What happened on on uh, was this another downgrade too on june 5th mitch can you look um yeah, this thing went from sure. 5871 to 5161 what happened that day june 5th it couldn't june have been 5th. a bad day in the market we never had bad days in the market what happened on june 5th did someone downgrade it too I have no idea. Or, or it might have been courts. I think it might have been something oh, legal. The, the well Wells notice. notice. The well notice, probably. The Wells notice. Yeah, it could have been the, uh, the SEC. You know, I was looking into them, and I don't know. I guess nothing's coming of that, so that's why we're you know, they, back they, up. They, they have to wait <laughs> to let wow. us know a little later down the line. Um, what what date did you say? It was the fifteenth. Yeah, there was a fifth, 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 June fifth, and and the, yeah, the price no, action I, was I on see. six. The I price see action it was on, and a buy. It was on the six. I think it was. I think. It, I think everyone's correct. I think it was like the Wells notice or now one thing. Uh, one thing I wanted to note, though, of course, is that Coinbase is going to be. It's listed again to trade XRP, and so that's one thing that I'd keep an eye out on Coinbase because I'm thinking that maybe you have some traders even maybe making new Coinbase accounts because they want to trade XRP. Um, so just keeping that in mind that we could see maybe a positive mention from new customers coming to coin from that. I know that's a big kind of Reddit thing out there. So just look into it, team, if you guys want to learn a little bit more. All right, let's keep it going. Let's go to another area that I want to take a look at. Disaster stock of the day. Let's go to Leslie's Pool Supplies as they've revised their fiscal 23 outlook after reporting lower than expected sales for Q3. The company expects net sales of 1.4 uh, to 1.45 million with adjusted net incomes ranging from 52 to 59 million. The CEO stating multiple things like, you know, well below our expectation. Uh, they, they had double digit traffic declines. So a whole bunch of negatives there stated also in the report. Not looking good here. Leslie's pool supplies. Disaster because this came out of the blue here too. And this is going to hit pool as well. So if you're asking why is you know pool down 25 points, look no further than Leslie's. That's your sympathy trade. I mean, this Leslie's, boom, this is horrible. So obviously they're assuming nobody's doing pools anymore. So POOL is down 6.7% too, and they didn't even say anything. Ugly, man. This is real ugly. Yeah, this is a, uh, I believe, a uh, a new all-time low for the issue huh, by a wide margin. Wow. This is a new all-time low. The former all-time low was $9. Impressive in this market to be making new all-time lows. It takes a special stock oh my to be Lord. making new all-time lows in this market. 
I want to yeah. I want to buy a pool now. I but I mean, I, oh man, oh man. I, I wonder if they're any cheaper to build. But uh, you know, look, it was just that you know the pandemic. Oh, gotta have a pool. Pandemic. Everyone has to own a pool. They IPO at the right time, right during COVID. Take it over thirty two. So. I don't know, just my contrarian self would say three bucks below a, a new all time low. I don't, even if I thought it was going like five or zero, hmm, I'd be licking my chops here. Pre market low comes in at 633, only trading 647. I think it's also interesting that maybe this could have been uh, caught some traders thinking seasonality. If I look at pool, it has a tendency of going up in the summer. And so I think that maybe some traders might have been thinking, oh, well, it's the summer, right? Everybody goes get pool supplies in the summer. Well, not doing as much, but definitely pool, I think, is way better looking chart than Leslie's. That right there, I would oh, say Oh, definitely that. best of breed, worst yeah. of breed here. You've got the pools, the best of breed. And Leslie's I'm, looks like it's going to be no breed um, mm -hmm. the way it's going. So not a good story. All right, we'll see what happens with Pool and Leslie. We got a lot of ratings that we can go into. Um, let's go to first one, uh, Big Stock, right? Let's go to UBS upgrading Microsoft to buy and raising price target to 400. Microsoft. <sighs> was this a. Did we get a, a new close? This is, this I, is just the lemming today? market. We are in the lemming market where everybody is just chasing now. And the analysts are chasing more than any retail. Ever, out there. ever, ever. They're chasing so much. Yeah, we here could now. have a new all-time high, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, right yeah, there. Probably well, 351. 349.67 is what I have back yeah. in 21. The analysts are just full. I've made a new I mean, one. And they, you know what? Let's give the analysts the ones that are chasing. Look at the poor contrarian in Coinbase. You know, it goes up and he's like, that makes the bold contrarian call and he gets killed. So I guess you got to just go with the flow if you're the analyst because that's what's working. And that's yeah. what's working from the trading perspective, too. Like you think, okay, well, the special rebalance, this will slow those stocks down. I was going to go into that. One day. And again, after the close, Mitch is thinking after the close, we're going to get the official announcement. So yeah, that's what I'm careful, thinking. There's but maybe, no timing release Maybe nobody already. cares at this point in time. Maybe just nobody cares. I personally think that they might get hit on the official announcement. But it doesn't. If the announcement doesn't come to after the close today, that doesn't do anything. So I'm not sure if they've announced the actual time. But right now, it's full on chase mode, retail chasing, analyst chasing, and you know what? The people who've been chasing have been making money. So I guess chase away. Tom Lee is leading the charge on the chase. <laughs> Tom Lee, we should try and get him on the show. I like uh, I like the 350 area, uh, 349.94 is your pre-market high. They had, I mean, a big move. I mean, just a few days ago, you're at 327. Now you're at 350. All-time high. Made a new all-time high, as we mentioned, uh, back on uh, June 20th when you made a high at, oh, no, expiration Friday. Uh, 351.47 if you're holding out for uh, another target here in Microsoft and uh Talk about um, uh, chasing. Who was it that uh, up, or put the home builders at a buy today, Mitch? Uh, Raymond yeah, James. Yeah, let's go to that. Let's I buy the it. home builders. Let's mm -hmm. buy the home builders. Dennis, I know you're all in for that one. This is it, man. Yeah, Raymond in the James. Chase market. KB Home. Coming in. Lenar. You, they go up. You, they go up thirty percent. They're going up another thirty percent. The chase is on. They the FOMO is on. Look no farther than Nikola. Look no farther than NKLA. Which, you know, you know unbelievably, was, we looked at that headline yesterday. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You want to talk? We about looked at Nikola. that headline yesterday, and we're like, "Does it just pop on this? Just because they got some contract and wasn't even for much money or whatever?" But they got this, and then just boom. That's the, that's the catalyst. It's all it needed. Stock doubles in a day. The short squeeze is on. The chase is on. The trash is dashing. This is full on like. FOMO run rampant right now. Yeah. It doesn't and, make um, me want to invest in anything, though. I'll tell you that. Trading's awesome. You know, trading, sure, you're, you're going in these things. But I've, I've been burned a lot of times before saying, oh, yeah, let's go invest in Microsoft now. Well, it doesn't make Maybe sense to me, but it, I, I can take a look and you see all these home builders flying, right? All these upgrades coming in today. And I've been looking even at companies like even Rocket finally moving to the upside. We've talked about Rocket for how long? 
And that was in like a zero interest environment. We thought that that would be the area that Rocket could get going. All the dogs in 2020 is moving, man. So, hey, this looks like a bull market if I ever seen one before. Oh, there's no doubt. If we had (laughs) doubt before that we were in a bull market, there is no doubt right now. Does that mean the one thing, though, like we can label and know and it can say, oh, we're in a bull market or oh, we're in a bear market. But that doesn't mean it continues tomorrow, the next day, or the next day. It's still the past. You're looking at the past yeah. to try to extrapolate where the future is going. But holy mackerel, has this market just ever ran? What I notice on that is positive reaction to positive news and how much lift stocks get from the positive news right now. It's pretty big, right? Let's go to run through these upgrades. So Raymond James upgrade Lennar to outperform, announcing Man. 150 price target. And then, of course, upgrading Toll Brothers to strong buy and raising price target to 100. Then KB Homes increasing dividend by 33%. I'm sure that helped. Raymond James upgraded KB Homes to outperform and announcing a $61 price target. Oh, well, what are we <laughs> supposed to say? I mean, they've all run <laughs> no, no. this trade. Again, we can just go and chase everything here and we may get lucky, but at a certain point in time, there's a rug pull. And I don't know when that's going. I don't know how to control the risk. I always trade as setups. I like it when, you know, they've come, they've consolidated, they're in an uptrend, and then they start going. I don't like buying the Black Rocks that just run 60 points in their earnings, thinking, oh, it's going to run another 60 after it reports. So it's tough. To just come in here and upgrade these things now. Like, you got to get the timing better, analysts. Like, wait for the pullback, wait for the check back, and then you get some stabilization, and then you can feel the demand going to rebuild, and then it's going to go. There's a time for everything. Jumping on moving trains is a good way to get run over. You know, when everyone was screaming recession, 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 and I talked about the, the uh, you know, the, the eyeball indicator, and I'm looking at these stocks, and these stocks were just not screaming recession. Interest rate, and could you ask for a worse interest rate environment for housing with rising interest rates? I don't even know what you could get a mortgage for. To, I mean, would you? Yeah, this kicks all logic look, out yeah, the water. They though. jacked them so much, though, Joel, that nobody could. Move. wants to move. I nobody know. could move. So that just like it, it was a different playbook than we've ever seen. They've never jacked them that fast with the mm-hmm. small. So we just didn't know. So normally, gotta, normally the underlining asset, right, the interest rates comes into play here, but it didn't come into play because of what you're saying right there, right, Dennis. The supply issue is it did why, come into play because people weren't selling. Like I, I can't sell. Yeah. I mean, I got a three percent mortgage. I'm holding on to this thing, you know, forever. And instead of you know, so, so even if people want to move, and you know, I look at, I look at the it. markets so then here, there's no and, supply. And, yep. So then you go to like, well, I'm going to build a house. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm gonna, or I'm going to, you know, find there's going to be some bigger issues, I think, that for. expands from this. And I think that in the long run, some type of fiscal policy is going to have to come in here to help. But we'll, we'll see what happens there. I just right. think I just want to add one more thing. I yeah. think it's a, a um, I think it's kind of a very generational thing, too, because of what you have on, you know, out on the market. I mean, people aren't having six, seven K. I mean, we're not the Brady Bunch anymore. Right. I know a lot of people that have one kid, you know, maybe two. I have two. Dennis, you have two. Mitch, you're uh, you're still working on it. Um, but, you know, and you got these big going to be more than three. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. There's ain't out, no Brady Bunch. You're, you're outnumbered. <laughs> you're outnumbered at three. And uh, BZ Tokyo is mentioning it. You know, I mean, people, the, the houses that are on the market are not suitable for, you know, the fam. I mean, some people are not even having kids. Why do you need a four or five bedroom house when, you know, it's just you and your lady or you and your partner to be uh, politically correct. Uh, but um, yeah, it, things have changed. We'll see. I don't know what to tell you. If you have a target at 8337 and Toll Brothers, take it. Uh, but I mean, it's just breaking out here. I don't know what's going to change the trend. Because who knows what maybe some joker is going to come out on uh, Monday and upgrade these things too. That's the other thing we've been seeing. One on top of each other. You know, like, hey, they just go once the one starts upgrading, the lemmings come in and they go another one and they go another one and the panic sets. And I mean, these analysts aren't traders, you know, some of them like Michael Pactor says he looks at the charts. And if you look at Michael Pactor, he times it, you know, they time them like they obviously they don't get it right all the time, but they're trying to time them to a certain extent. He's talked about that on the show. 
I firmly believe that some of these analysts are just pushing pencils and then they see another one go and they're like, well, I had the report. I'm ready to go. Get it out there. You know, like I got to get it out there before it goes because this one just went. So if they're thinking about it, then they see the other analyst and they read the other report. And like that makes sense. Then we'll that just change it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, they all want, they're all chase. We've, we, yeah. we sat the whole strategy on it. Yeah. Analyst chase price. You get one upgrade and then it gets another one and another one and another one. And that and they also chase price. each other, right? I mean, it seems like they chase each other too, because they, like, all they do the downgrade on Alcoa coming in from JP Morgan yeah, today. Sure. I think we've seen some of these come in the last week, right? They they definitely do. And I think that the important part is not always relying 100% on these analyst ratings because they can definitely fool you. And a lot of times they're late to the game. So I, I don't think they're front running in these situations. It's more late to the game and just trying to play catch up on the price target. Let's go to our guest today. You guys smash the like out there. We've been having a great show. Let's keep it moving. Rocky, you've always given us a lot of compliments on the show. Can can you upgrade our show today? <laughs> I'm sorry. What what show am I on right now? I've just been on so many shows this morning, and <laughs> it's a Bloomberg. It is great to see you guys. I see the blue thing. I did not get the memo about the serious blue today. Yes, I was kind of hoping blue. also it'd be Friday the 13th, but it's Friday the 14th. So oh, I know. Yeah, I know. it would have been a lot of fun. Good to see you guys. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, good to see you, Rocky. Well, you know, we've we've had some pretty good uh, analysts uh, on the show, and you know, we that's can, a four-letter word. Yeah, we we've had you on quite frequently, and um, I can remember during some of the tougher times uh, earlier in the year, maybe in February, you were like, "Hey, you know, it is what it is. You got to get your shopping list out, and you got to look." You know, for stocks that you want to own, you want to own them on a long-term decline. Of course, your short-term trading is different from your your longer-term trading here. But help us put this rally into perspective, or can you put this rally into perspective? You know, I love being on the show, and I love the audience, and I love the chatter and what you guys say. We have skin in the game. We're not talking about ideas and getting on Zoom and talking about things that we're not feeling and going through. So that's that's my that's one of the things I love about being here and talking to this group. As far as heading making sense of all this, if I remember that the market's always thinking six months ahead, one year ahead, I know it's easy to grab all the Armageddon apocalyptic type narratives. I get it. They're out there. But at the end of the day, when I look at price, it's just not being priced in. We've had an uptrend in the NASDAQ led by XLK, XLC, XLY since the end of April. So what I think and what I feel are irrelevant. It's just what I see. And I think that's the hardest part of trading, turning all the 100%. other noise off and saying it's in an uptrend. And yes, it might be stupid, but I don't get penalized. You know, my brokerage statement isn't 15% because why are you in a stupid uptrend? I get paid the same. <laughs> so we all do. So the way that I like to look at it is if we're in the pause to pivot window of one more hike at the end of this month, maybe, but it looks like less and less so, one more hike before the end of the year. This central bank's just about done, and it makes sense why there's risk appetite mostly in, in tech. Healthcare is still a laggard. Financials are trying to come back, and I'm scared to death about regional banks and commercial real estate. That's one thing that I'm scared about in the back of my mind. But other than that, buy the stinking dip. That's the truth. And and I think that one time that I, I can say that a, a lot of people have a tendency of when they see prices just going through the roof, they try to put logic to the market. And that's when we start getting, you know, really frustrated. Right. Because the truth is, is that a lot of times what we do is we hear, oh, stock market will read this book. Right. This will give you the answer. Right. Yeah. And the truth is, is that this is not in any books, right? And if anything, one thing that I think is important is learning how to just kind of follow the trend, right? And maybe using different kind of moving averages, things like that to tell you, are we still in this trend? Because it just continues going higher. And anytime that we get this little downturn, you see some of the bears come out of the caves, but quickly, quickly, they just get destroyed and run over. I love that book that you held up there, Mitch. I don't know if that was yeah. New Market Wizards or Market Wizards. Yeah. One of the first books I read. Yeah, Market Wizards. It's still the best. This is what I tell everyone at Market Wizards. How-to book? No way. 
30 people in that book, 30 different ways, floor traders, systems traders, long-term, short-term, they all emphasize one thing, risk management. And that's it. That's right. It. So if I'm going to get long, I don't want to get long at the top of a great Momo day. And, and I meant, I saw someone mention in the, uh, the chats as it was rolling by, you know, everything does have a tendency to either pull back, retrace or revert to the mean, be patient, wait for the, wait for that pitch. And then we'll get to work. But yeah, that's the one thing I love about that book. They all emphasize risk management. Love it. We're going through it right now with the book club that I do here for Benzinga. So love the, the shout out there. Um, let's go to crypto as we've been seeing crypto really boom lately. And uh, we saw that XRP come out and a lot of stocks kind of starting to lift off with this. Do you think that Bitcoin could maybe just get started here? Yeah, I do wear my diamond hand shirt. You know, I, I will be straight up. I haven't looked at it because whenever everything starts turning bearish on it, I want to shut it out because part of diamond hands is also deaf ears, mm. right? I don't want to hear, you know, I had a theory. I had a hypothesis back in 2016. I've also got a really good cost basis. And then I just, I just turn it off. But I, but I will say, um, when you look at, sort of the, the metrics. And again, I'm no expert. When I look at the metrics of the ledger, though, it's getting more active. I am noticing when I'm following people that know far more about crypto than I do, things are getting more active. So I'm still, I'm just going to hodl. That's all I got to say about that. It's going to go up. It's going to go down. I'm no more sad when it's testing lows than I am uh, excited that it's Mo testing highs. I just try to remind all my friends and family that always ask me about Bitcoin when it's moving higher. If you love it when it's moving higher, Buy it when it's on sale for crying out loud if you really believe in the narrative, which which I do. Do you go for any of the stock plays? I just wonder, any of the miners? Are you interested your in Your Maras, those? your coins, things like that? Yeah. I'll trade. I'll trade them. But my my usual thought is unless there's real liquidity, at least say a thousand open interest for the strike that I want mm -hmm. in that stock. Um, I don't play the stocks. Usually I'll play the options. So unless there's liquidity, Sometimes that'll keep me away, but you know, Mara coin, they're, they're quite liquid, but I'll usually trade them uh, two to four weeks, four to six weeks, that kind of window. Okay. So Raggy, when you're in this kind of environment where basically everything is going up all the time, like what, what do you, what do you look for? I mean, a lot of, you know, Dennis and I over the years, you know, trying to call turns in the market. Well, you could try call turn, but if it's not a turn, then you better you better double up and go the other way. When when things get to this area, because and I have mentioned this several times over the last week, there's no daily resistance in here. There really isn't. We came down hard in April of 2022. Uh, do you just do you wait for some kind of technical formation? Do you wait to some kind of macro event like China invading Taiwan or war in Ukraine or a banking crisis? What what kind of things do you look for for a potential turn? Yeah, having watched you guys for a long time, and I think Dennis does this really well. You do this really well. Um, Mitch, always, you're great at playing referee. <laughs> but you, you both are looking at narratives in the market, right? I know Dennis does mm -hmm. this a lot. He's looking at different narratives, different stories, saying, hey, this could influence psychology. And then I think like every great trader, we know every great trade has an underlying story that finally dovetail with price action. Eventually, the story and the price had the same direction. And that's something we're lacking right now. I look at the transition from Q2 to Q3. I haven't seen you all since then. We look at, was there sector rotation? Not at all. Tech just got stronger. Maybe financials got a little bit of a boost, but we didn't see a lot of profit taking out of XLK, XLC, XLY. We have that wonky rebalancing today. So we'll find out ultimately you know, where the extra percentages are going to come out of those magnificent seven and into the other names. But ultimately, I'm just sticking with tech. I'm trying to get a little bit more bullish with financials. Healthcare is still a nightmare. And that's going to keep the Dow and the S&P lagging behind the NAS. And that's why most of my emphasis has been on tech. And this rebalancing thing with the NAS, I think, is just an opportunity to take advantage of some shallow dips. Although we have earnings too, right? We're going. Yeah, to I was just going to go into that. Too. Coming, yeah, everyone. Oh, Q one's going to be bad, and uh, it wasn't bad. And now coming into Q two, whether or not uh, companies are lowering the bar or not, uh, any any sectors or anything you're looking for? I mean, looks like the financials 
are off to a good start after a banking crisis. Who would have thunk that? Uh, but where, where else? Yeah, I mean, obviously your mega cap tech. Uh, you think there's any, you know, one report or two reports or I, besides the mega cap tech uh, that you think could, uh, you're going to be keying on uh, the next couple of weeks? You know, two things I wanted to mention because I wasn't bullish in financials and XLF until the last day of Q2. So what was it? The 30th of June, uh-huh. we finally broke above the 200 and, you know, and, and kind of going back to the book, Mitch was holding up. You look at some of the technicals that the, the legends, the traders who were trading in the seventies and eighties, I only, I only started in the, the early nineties, but some basic things, they talked about 200 simple and exponential moving averages. And so some of that old school stuff still works. If you look at the 30th, XLF finally busted above that 200 and it's been you know pretty much looking higher ever since. Some of those basic things work. So back to XLF, really bullish there, um, not bullish on KRE. And if XLF and tech remain strong, that puts this, the S&P in play, but it's going to the lagging in healthcare is going to keep the Dow from, from joining the party. And if we take a look at who's been lagging, it's mostly been the Dow and the Russell. And if we think back to high concentration weighting, the Dow's number one sector is financials and the Russell 2000's number one sector are the regional banks. So again, once again, financials. So it's really more about what I've not been trading, kind of a do not wa- do not watch list or do not trade list. And waiting to see if healthcare ever starts to join the party. But right now it still looks terrible. So what am I looking at? Pretty much the same things I was looking at for the first half of the year, tech, and then now financials have made their way to the list. Any thoughts on basic materials? And maybe we see uh, inflation tick up a little bit as the dollar keeps coming down here. Basic materials, when I take a look at, I look at Four moving averages, um, 8, 13, 21, 34. Exponential, they're Fibonacci based. I mean, pick whatever you'd like, right? I think if we pick a number of moving averages and when they align in a certain way, for me, that's just an easy, very mechanical way to say this is a trend and this is not a trend. And basic materials turn into a trend. Interestingly enough, great. I'm so glad you brought it up, Mitch. They, they turned into an uptrend at the end of Q2. And why is that such a big deal? Because at the end of the first half of the year, the end of the second quarter, we started to see the net flows tick up. We started to see the uptrend kick in. And that timing, you know, before the end of Q2, going into Q3, that tells me money is willing to sit there. Money is willing to commit to some of that, some of that long side. And so financials and, and basic materials, XLB, benefited from that, from that timing. We've been on the line with Raggy Horner, Managing Director of Futures at Simpler Trading. Always a great, fun, cheery, happy, nice, smart guest. Thank you, Raggy. We'll be talking to you, I'm sure, in August. Thank you so much, Gay. Great to see y'all. Always good. All right. Going to have to find out what that 10X book is in the back. I like that. Uh, we always want a 10X, baby. Let's get after it. How are we looking in the market right now, Joel? Are we Creeper. Creeper still rally. Creeping? Yeah. Yep. 51.50 up eight handles. You know, like when I said to Dennis yesterday, I was like, are there any offers out there? Just kind of <laughs> just moseying our way up. Of course, we'll be focusing on, you know, a, a breach of the pre-market high, 52 and a quarter. Um, really, any kind of decline here to that close from yesterday, 43.50, uh, that would be right around mid-range on the session. So if you're looking, if you're looking for a pullback on this one, we'll be keeping an eye on that closing high, the close highest close since April of 2022. So up seven and a half handles, 45.51. I'm having serious problems with my headset. I didn't get a chance <laughs> to talk with Raggy there. My headset just like exploded. Like no and it's done. So I threw it on the ground. I'm not now talking through finding my phone, talking through my webcam. So it's um, not you sound it. you sound baritone, but yeah, uh, well, I sound baritone. I was a baritone in high school. But um I'll get a new headset here. I I was trying to get the last little bit. The Logitech headset lasts like six years. That was a long time. Dennis, you could spend more than forty nine ninety nine, okay. I liked it. I like, I, you know what? I went and bought an expensive one. And then it was like, so like over my ears, I found my ears sweating in it. So I liked it. I don't like that, like leather on there. I want it just, you know, nice. And, you know, and not, not that big leather and cuffing my whole ear. 
All right, all right, Dennis. So what are you looking at here towards the open? What type of stocks? What's your mentality? Because I think uh, it's rotation station here. So the banks are ripping. We know that. We know why. Let's lot. get to what it. What is interesting is you have some tech very strong and some tech very weak. So we have rotation within sectors here today. Again. We know Microsoft is up because of the upgrade. We see Netflix is up huge here today. I don't know if there's news, but it's up eight bucks. NVIDIA is having another day because that's just continued FOMO. Um, Meta is down because of the threads and the potential traffic going lower. But then you've also got Apple trading red, Tesla trading red, Amazon trading red, Shopify red, Applied Materials up, a Micron down. I mean, it's all over the place today. It's a very weird day. Yeah, and I, I mean, we've been getting this upside reaction. I'm wondering if... Uh, of course, the special rebalancing turns us around, but we don't know exactly when we're going to get that announcement. No time has been given by the NASDAQ. Uh, standard times when they do rebalancing is normally at the close. So that's why I've stated that it, it feels like it's going to be at the close. If it was a normal rebalancing, that's when they would do it. Of course, special case here. We'll see what happens. But what would you be looking for? Maybe... Maybe we could maybe have a rally into the last hour of the day, something like that, Dennis. What do you what would you be looking for? Um, to give you a little I bit don't I think impossible to call the overall market here. What I do think is that if that official announcement comes at four o'clock, the algos oh. we've talked about the, did I just die? Am I still there? No, no you're, you're there. Good, you're good, you're, Dennis. You're the algos going. um we've talked about don't price in anything. So okay. if we do get that announcement at four o'clock, they I think it's not so much the trade because everybody knows. That they're going to be taking out you know we're not taking out but they're going to be reducing you know obviously the teslas and the apples and the microsoft and bringing down the weightings there but how are they redistributing it that's the bigger question because there's you know, so 93 too. other components there are they just going to do it evenly are they going to you know give netflix more maybe some many people are anticipating that they're going to give the big guns you know the more are they going to go to the little stuff the stuff at the very bottom of the list and give that stuff that's what we don't know so I tend to think they're going to give a little bit to everything. I'm just guessing, though, but we don't know how this is. So we need to find out. In, and the, the announcement, Donnie, so the, 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 today it's going to be announced that the NASDAQ is doing, they've already announced they're going to do a special rebalance where they reduce the weightings of the Magnificent 7 and they increase the weightings of the other components. That The stock, the stock weighting announcements is supposed to happen today. They just said they're going to announce it on the 14th, and I think it's supposed to actually occur do we know when the actual like reweighting happens? Is it next Isn't Friday? that in the open on, on Monday? No, no, no. They're doing the announcement and then it's like a week or 10 days until they actually Ooh, implement it's it. It's effective at the open July 24th. There you wow. go. So they're announcing it today. We don't know what time. It hasn't dropped yet. I don't I don't think it's dropped yet. I've no, it has not. I think we would invest Mitch thinks it's gonna get announced at four o'clock at the close, yeah. which would make sense. So at the close, you could see some of those smaller components in the QQQs maybe pop up. And, and again, you know, maybe it's you know, already been you know, played because we've, we've seen the smaller components popping up on this already. So lots of, you know, but, but the important thing is this will move stocks. So and the announcement may move stocks here as well. And then obviously in the 24th, you know, where the ATFs at, the people who are following the ETF will have to buy those ones that are, you know, getting increased weight and sell those ones that are, you know, decreasing weight to adjust themselves. So this is market moving. When this was announced on Monday, we saw the Magnificent 7 get hammered. They've completely forgot about it, don't care, whatever, and they bottle those stocks back up to the highs. So do they get hit again, the Magnificent 7? I, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. You know, and uh, you know, you talk about uh, the reaction in the market. It will be humans, right? Because the what do you program? What do you program your bot for on this one? You know, I, if you programmed it to be selling uh, the magnificent old week, seven old week, then you're getting your head ripped off, right? Because they've had some nice rallies, so it'd be it. I mean, the, yeah, the if you're trading this ahead, you're getting your head ripped off. And I, I was trying to trade it ahead, and it wasn't working, and I realized it quickly. You know, I tried to short some Microsoft, you know, on that one pop the one day after, and you realize quickly you're wrong. How do you know you're wrong? You start losing money. And the trend has just continued. Thank goodness. I think I shorted Microsoft at 337. I covered it at like 339. The thing is 348, my face, if I still had it. So, you know, you got to get the timing on this stuff right. And maybe they do get hit on it again. 
but the timing is, you know, the timing is the issue here. I just don't wonder if there's a small setup here to maybe be short those things on the close and along the other things. Then it gets announced. Maybe the algos, you know, will you know make it go, you know, at least a pop one way and the other way. I'm kind of more interested in the pop and the in the lower components as opposed to sell off and Actually, make caps. Good mention there. I think that's an important one. Uh, what will you be looking for, Joe? Maybe some comments from you there. Hmm, boy, oh boy. I, I, but I, earlier I was looking at the, the lower rated one, you know, mm -hmm. the, the ones that have the lighter weighting and they've already had a, a nice pop. Huge run, yeah, right? It's kind of hard to come pop. after them, right? Yeah. Oh, so, God, yeah. Yep. And so if I was playing it, you know, if I was actually playing those from the long side and then the announcer came up and then they got another, you know, big pop, you know, then I think it would be, uh, you know, it'd be, you know, interesting to see the levels that they go to after that and then use that as a, a reference point. I mean, you know, if you talk about what it takes to get a rally in Walgreen Boots Alliance here, uh, you know, it's one of the lowest rated components of the uh, of of the uh, of the triple Q's. So that almost made a gap fill there. If I had this one, I'd be like, hmm, can it, you know, looking at that 31 see if he could get back to that area. So I'd be, I'd be trying to maybe sell into the strength. If I was long, the ones getting added, I mean, the big caps have just so far, it hasn't went by the playbook, right. Is what you think would happen. So I don't know if it will start now. We should, uh, we should discuss meta here a little bit. Yeah, Let's go to uh, meta. It's down almost a percent, Mitch. It, well, we gave you the news. I mean, you had the big surge in signups and, now it's uh now it's uh, uh abating. Um, I don't know. Hard to figure out to buy the dip on this one after making a new high of the move yesterday. Uh, I will say it's opening at yesterday's low. I think the bulls gotta make a stand here at three ten. Uh, yesterday's low three ten twenty nine. After that, below that, if it takes that out, I I absolutely don't see a, a support until you get to three hundred ten. Believe it or not, that's your two day low in Meta. To my buddy Eric's point here in, in my Twitter feed, and Eric tweets at me all the time, so I always listen to It's fun to listen to. Um, Eric M? Eric M? Eric L. This one's Eric okay. L. There's okay. an Eric M, too. This, this one's Eric L. But he's right. He's right. It went up 20 points on the Threads announcement, and now they basically came out and said Threads is sucking, and it goes down, too. I mean, this is the definition of a bull market right here. You know, yeah. up 20 on the good announcement, down two on the bad announcement. I mean, the threads, let's just call it out. We already kind of called this out, but let's call it out here again. I mean, I opened an account. I went over there. I threaded. It's stupid to say threaded, but I don't know what you call it. It's a stupid name. I threaded like Meta's a stupid name. I threaded three times, and then I never looked at it again. Why? Because I'm like threading to 137 people. Or I tweet to my 20,000 people. I'm like, it's no no brainer. Unless I link it up and do both, which maybe you could. You Can know, you do I, that? I just see no reason to go rebuild all of my connections, all of the people that I've connected with on Twitter. I have to go to threads now and start over again and reconnect with all those people. And I was like threading with Anne Marie Band and saying, What's your thread? Because there's fake ones over there too. I'm like, which one's the real one? So <laughs> threading baby i'm threading You're i'm threading, threading right, right now, now so live on pre-market prep is i see you know great difficulty <laughs> in this product just replacing twitter i think it's a nice thought process but it's not going to be that easy for the zuck and i'm still betting on musk i don't even care to go over to threads here now i'm nah, stopping notifications on my phone I mean, uh, it, it, this, I, I don't want to go to the work of trying to rebuild up to my 20,000 followers again on threads. I, so I think the opposite, though. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll think the opposite. Why? Because of the advertising game. And I think that that's why you're seeing Meta really lift. Um, the subscribers definitely give it the lift. But what gives it the lift to continue is money coming to the platform. I think money has been wanting to get away from Twitter, but there was no alternative. Now there is an alternative. I think in the long run, you will see a little bit of a pickup by threads. If there's no eyeballs take a while. over there, though, why are the advertisers going to go there? So they got to get the eyeballs. So let's see. It's early here yet, but you know, early reports of that engagement has dropped 50% since it was like two days ago. I'm yeah. like, holy. That makes sense because I was one of those people that engaged three, four days ago, and now I don't open it.
So if I'm one of the other people, I mean, I don't see the reason to go. It's, it's exactly the same thing as Twitter. Why do I want to go start over again? So I think they got a serious issue there with trying to like get this, you know, and they're just building it. It's new. It's, you know, it's trying to see if it can work. So, but they're throwing some money at it. I think they're going to have a big hurdle to try to just like displace Twitter. We will have to keep an eye on it. I know, I know Joel isn't on threads anytime soon. Uh, I can tell you guys that one. <laughs> we'll see what happens in meta and threads. But man, I mean, just look at that monthly chart. What an opportunity. Oh, oh man. I mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody would. You know how they always say that there's no such thing as V bottoms. Next time you hear someone say that, please slap them. Because <laughs> there is such thing as V bottoms, and I see them all the time on charts. Right. So uh, that 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 quote, yeah, that one needs to get put away and and, and not be said anymore. Because how many times have I seen that is a V bottoms? That is a That's a V bottom, man. That is as V bottom as it gets. <laughs> Look at Nvidia. Nvidia is the same chart. You yeah, tell me we don't get V bottoms. Oh, Look at those two charts. Oh, oh, oh. oh no V bottoms, bro. 2023. It started in 2023, right at the beginning. The calendar turn, which we talked about the rotation into the laggards, January effect that the laggards <laughs> oh, man. the leaders. That leadership just never went away. You know, we had a pretty good January, you know, trading, you know, some of those things. And you know, they were moving up three, four, five percent. I was like, this is good. And then NVIDIA goes 300 percent I was like, holy, did I ever screw that up? Yeah. Wow. It's incredible. That's how it is, man. All right. Uh, what about XOM and the oil? Um, it slightly came down yesterday. We saw Chevron come down a little bit. Oxy's still staying strong. Little part of me thinks that Warren got the buying program on. But, of course, I don't know what's going on there. Um, what do you guys think about oil now? I'm actually looking for some maybe some dips to buy here. Well, I've been along just PXD and Oxy, just from a valuation perspective, is that they're just cheap. And, you know, I'd warn with Oxy and PXD, I bought that one because I feel still feel it's a target. It could be a target for a takeover. So I've not done much on these. You know, we've traded the Oxy a few times. I good day trades off it, but it's basically where I bought it. I think I bought 58 and 61. PXD, I bought it like 215. It's 215. I was down with it for a bet. But I mean, the one thing about buying good stocks at reasonable valuations is you have the fundamentals to lean on. You come in like a Carvana. I mean, you come in some of this Nicola. I mean, you don't have the fundamental story to lean on. You have a hot story maybe shortly, or we're going to squeeze them. But it's, you know, I'm fairly confident Oxy isn't going to zero anytime soon. I'm fairly confident PXD isn't going to zero. I mean, that's not off the table on some of these other stocks. So that's why, you know, from an investing standpoint, investing hat here right now, I always buy good companies at reasonable valuations, and I try not to put junk in there. I feel like PXD, Oxy, I feel like these are good companies. Good companies, yeah, at reasonable valuations. All right, I'm going to hop here. Uh, S&Ps, uh, we did make a new high for the move at 53 and a quarter. Uh, I don't know if I could say Thursday's high is, you know, uh, still not a relevant number. Uh, that is uh, right here, 45.5150. So, you know, right out of the gate here, let's get to that pre-market high. And then my upside target on the day is closer to uh, 45.85. And if we get in any dip near uh, unchanged on the session, 43.50, expect to find some buyers. So fun show today. As always, yeah. everyone have a great weekend. I'm out of here. All right. You guys keep up with Joel O'Connor. Of course, you guys know pre-market prep plus, and of course the closing print and Dennis, are you yeah. ready for the closing print today? I have a feeling we might see some fireworks at the closing print. I think uh, so. I let's think see what did. happens here. Yeah. Well, we'll see if that announcement gets happens at four o'clock. Like you predict it's gone. Yeah. I might position myself to be long a few of those lower names and short, maybe some of the mega cap just into the close, just to see if you have the algorithmic move off of it. But, you know, obviously, maybe that announcement happens sooner than that, too. So we've got to just keep our, you know, we don't know when that announcement's going to officially drop. We're guessing it's going to drop at four, but we don't yeah. know. So anyways, my, my, my headset again, I apologize. I know my mic is off here right now. I'm using the webcam mic because my headset literally just blew up. We got so that for you throughout the weekend. Very we got a weekend. Over. We'll get, get that done. This weekend, we'll be back to normal this weekend. It's always good to have you, Dennis Dick. Have a good one, my friend, and enjoy Thank your much. weekend. Have a good weekend, everyone. 
Feel better, feel better. I know you haven't been feeling the best, so feel better, my friend Dennis. And of course, we're going to bring you guys over to live trading. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. And appreciate the comments in the chat. You guys that always thank us for a great show. We really do thank you guys because honestly, that's what we do this for, right? Uh, we don't have to do pre-market prep. I don't think Dennis, Joel, or I have to do it. What we do it for is really because we want to be with you guys, the community here at pre-market prep. We love doing this every single day. You guys know Dennis and Joel definitely love doing this for you guys. So just do us the favor. If you guys could do us the favor is just hit the share button. Forget even the like button. What we want to do more is, is share this with others, right? Let's say some people that maybe not looking too much in investments, share this with them because they could really start learning from this show. And that's really what it's all about. It's our way of paying it forward to you guys out there and getting you ready for the trading day. All right. And like I mentioned earlier, of course, you guys can definitely check out the book club. We've been going through Market Wizards. You guys heard Raggy talk all about it. She's off for this book so if you guys want to check out the book club of course we've been going through this on tuesday we're going to be doing two interviews covering two of the books interviews of course and so these are interviews with top traders and finding out how their strategy is you guys have to hit that link to join the book club we have close to 600 members on the book club so i'm really trying to get this over 1,000. you guys out there Hit that link, join the book club. Now to get you over to, of course, live trading. That's coming up next. And I did see some people already mentioned that they shared it. That's what it's all about. I really do appreciate that, really, truly, from the bottom of my heart. Because really, at the end of the day, that gives us more than you guys know. Because we can do this show a million times for you guys out there. But really, we also want to get to some new investors out there so they can learn the markets and, of course, find their edge we'll bring you now over to live trading that's coming up next don't go anywhere and if you guys didn't by any means catch the ai event yesterday definitely check out the ai event qualcomm taking off and of course where were they yesterday at our ai event check out that ai event especially if you're a qualcomm investor now to bring you guys over to some live trading brian faluna and i ready to get after the market let's get after it